It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. than it was yesterday at this time, although it's still cold, but yesterday at about this time, most people were either one degree or maybe a little bit in the negative. This morning where I'm at, about 22 degrees. That's actually like a heat wave, although some light fell snow. I said that backwards. Some light snow fell. There we go. In the overnight hours, not a whole lot, just enough to dust some stuff. So it's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And that no road conditions pretty much all over Wyoming are just in that slick mode, looking at Dot. And pretty much every road in Wyoming, slick conditions, be careful. Black ice everywhere just because well there's that light snow that fell it's on the cold side so if you are traveling out there this morning when the sun comes up some relief from that probably for most roads right now though really slick so be careful all right i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it i was saying past couple of days i was having a great time when tucker carlson started releasing january 6 videos that just blew away some of the narratives that we've been hearing from the January 6th committee, from regular news media out there, from certain politicians, and now we can actually see the video. And by the way, the memes are starting to pop up all over the place. That's always fun to watch. Okay, so here comes the videos, and and here we can see what actually happened. Now, I got to go back and say again, because some people always get this wrong. I'm not saying that there weren't bad people On January 6th, there was a very small group that did break windows and steal things, and they have to be dealt with. But the vast majority of those people were just in the Capitol. Most people actually outside the Capitol didn't know what was going on inside. Those people who went into the Capitol, they're allowed to be in there. As I was discussing yesterday, it's the people's house. If you want to go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, to the state Capitol... You're allowed just to walk in at any time and go where you want to go because that's your house. If you want to go to Washington, D.C. and just walk into the Capitol, they'll stop you and make sure you don't have any weapons on you. If you want to go up to the gallery and watch the House and Senate, they'll let you know what the rules are about being quiet and flash photography. Other than that, go where you want to go. Look at what you want to look at. That's your house. So on January 6th, as people were coming in and walking through the Capitol, with, which most people were doing, that's perfectly okay. And then, of course, the police officer who died, we see that 
he didn't die the way that they told us he did. They kept trying to push that narrative. He was murdered. No, he wasn't. We can see on the video. He's fine. He's walking around. He died later of something unrelated. Okay. He had nothing to do with the people who were in the Capitol. Not everybody in the Capitol was up to no good. Most of them were not. So having seen just some of the video, more is being released. A lot of the narrative is just wiped away. So what I wanted to see was, okay, how is the media going to react? Now, one thing they always do, and how are some members of Congress going to react? One thing they always do is to go after the messenger, and that's happening. People are going after Tucker Carlson, trying to dig up any dirt that they can dig up on Tucker Carlson, rather than going after the story itself. I mean, let's take a look at the video that Tucker offered up. Let's see that video or those videos. Let's take a good look at them and discuss what we see. If you want to debate something, let's debate that. But they don't want to do that. Instead, we have to attack Tucker Carlson. We have to attack Fox News. Now, I do have, and I decided just not to play because it's just too early in the morning. The View, I mentioned that yesterday. Uh, well, how is uh, how's Whoopi Goldberg going to react to this? About how you would expect. She goes after Fox News. She goes after Tucker Carlson. She doesn't want you to believe your lying eyes when it comes to the videos. You shouldn't be able to see those videos, and if you did see them, don't believe your lying eyes. Okay. Uh, View co-hosts also urged the Department of Justice to investigate Fox News about a whole bunch of stuff. What they're not doing is addressing the videos, which is, if they really want a, an honest discussion about it, talk about that. Talk about this shaman guy who, again, I, I keep saying, you see pictures of him howling all over the place. He would lean his head back and freedom. You know, talk about that. The fact that we have video of him being let, he, the doors open for him by a Capitol Police officer, and he just walks right through the door into the Capitol. He didn't break in. They opened the door for him. When he wanted to get into the House of Representatives, two police officers that were walking with him and happily chatting with him were trying to find an open door for him. And when they found one, they opened it for him and allowed him into the House of Representatives. Let's have that discussion and then ask the question, why is that guy in prison for four years? For what exactly? I see. Whoopi Goldberg, Fox News should be investigated by the Department of Justice for recruiting domestic terrorists. Hmm. Whoopi Goldberg, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, taking a page from George Orwell's 1984. Well, then again, it was Whoopi Goldberg who was basically saying, you know, just ignore these videos. Don't don't believe your lying eyes, what you see on the videos. And see. Oh, there are. And I want to click on this story because, of course, it's not just those on the left. Here's a headline for you. GOP senators, angry Tucker Carlson accurately describes January 6th as mostly peaceful. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. By the way, Mitch McConnell 
in the hospital. He fell over at something event that he was at and hurt himself, so he's in the hospital. He's among other who lashed out at Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson for describing the January 6th events as mostly peaceful. Uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans lashed out on Tuesday after he characterized that, again, mostly peaceful, some chaos. A handful of other Senate Republicans on Tuesday pushed back against Carlson's claim that it was peaceful, a little bit of chaos here and there from a few. And I can't repeat the words that they use to describe what Carlson is saying. Well, when I watch the videos, most of the people that I see are peacefully walking through the Capitol, looking at things, taking pictures. So there's a small group of people who need to be identified and dealt with. And we should for those people who broke glass, broke doors, broke other things, stole things. Those few people need to be dealt with. So I just decided to stop at some – I was going to play some audio for you this morning on what some people on the left are saying. And then I thought, "Eh, it's just – do you really want to hear Whoopi Goldsberg, her voice this early in the morning? I I don't think – oh, Jim and Casper, we need to fire Don Day and hire a meteorologist from somewhere warm. Hmm. Well, okay. Um, Is that because you think Don Day creates the weather or you just don't want to hear it? Either one's fine. 616, wake up Wyoming. Next time on Wyoming Doctor, but he's happy to take a look, call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six nineteen is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Hello, Doug and Cheyenne, Jimmy Casper, and Marcus and Centennial. So, okay, I'm going to switch topics. Because all you really, as far as I'm concerned, all you really need to know about the videos Tucker Carlson is putting out. Watch the videos. Decide for yourself what you think is going on, and then have a good time watching the freak out from those uh, Democrats in the media. But I'm redundant on that. Just go ahead, watch them freak out and come up with any excuse to either deny but mostly deflect and, and attack Tucker Carlson and Fox News rather than addressing what's in the video. That's all you really need to know about it. Moving on to something else. Now, this is going to irritate you first thing in the morning, so I'm going to warn you about that. This is a um, – I'm forgetting who the congressman is, but there's a congressman – who's meeting a bunch of constituents, and he's asking them just to get up and tell me what your concerns are. And this mom stands up to talk to the congressman about her concerns with the local school board and how the school board, rather than listening to her concerns and answering her questions, harassed her for asking Questions. My name is Nicole Solis, and I am a mother from Rhode Island who was sued by the teachers' union simply because I wanted to know what my kindergartner would be learning in school. And here's how this happened. I asked to see the curriculum, and my school told me I had to submit a public records request. The curriculum wasn't posted online, and it wasn't available in a school district. 
Then I asked them if they were teaching gender theory, and they told me that they don't call children boys and girls, and they embed the values of gender identity into every classroom, including kindergarten, and they didn't want to answer any of my questions further. They told me that they would communicate with me only through public records requests, and that is the only way I could get my questions answered. And when I did submit the public records request that they told me to submit, and I submitted hundreds because I had hundreds of questions, my school board then put my name on the agenda of a public school board meeting and held a public school board meeting to discuss suing me for submitting the request that they told me to submit. In a five-hour-long school board meeting, they openly debated my moral character, my political motivations. They said that I was causing chaos, wreaking havoc, harming the district, harming children. One school board member even said she felt unsafe and started to cry because, as you see, I'm really scary standing here <laughs> right now. And they really just tarred and feathered me for asking questions. And they had never met me before, and this was the first school board meeting that I had ever been to in my life. They wanted to send a message to other parents that if you ask questions, they will come after you. Well, at the end of this meeting, they decided that they, they wouldn't sue me for asking questions because they never intended on actually suing me. They just wanted to publicly humiliate me in a school board meeting that was a show trial. And when that happened, then the teachers' union, the largest teachers' union in the country, the NEA, did file a lawsuit against me to bully me and harass me with frivolous litigation and to send a message to other parents that if you ask questions about public education, they will come after you. And I'm here so that this doesn't happen to any other parent in America. I'm still in litigation for almost two years with the teachers' union. I still don't have my answers. But what I do know is that my school district and my teachers' union didn't want to just hide the curriculum from me. They wanted to ruin my life just for asking for it. And I don't want that to happen to any other parent in America. Now, I'm glad she got up in front of a public meeting and said that to her representative in Congress. That certainly is good, and I'm glad that what I displayed for you is getting out there so people can hear this. Now, what she should have done, not being critical because that's quite a bit that she's up against, is the moment they treated her like that is to make it very public. Who exactly, name names, who on the school board is doing this? Name names very publicly and work to find people who can replace them and start running campaigns against them because obviously that school board needs to be rotated out. That's a good place to start. But more than anything else, name names. You are being harassed by whom exactly on that school board? And make it as public as you possibly can. If you can get help from the news media, you know, your local talk show host and other forms of media, fine. Uh, social media, certainly a good way to go. Uh, if you can raise some money and start doing mail-outs, do that and send it to people in your district. Anything you can to let people know what's going on at school board meetings. Because one of the things I complained about for many years is parents not showing up at school board meetings. They would go completely unchecked. Folks would run for school board, get the job, and then remain on those boards for long periods of time. And whenever they had a school board meeting, nobody was there. Parents never showed up. So these boards were allowed to get radicalized with nobody checking them. We see now the extent to to which they're going with some of these school boards. 
And then finally, and this, I think my theory is it was because of COVID that parents started taking notice because a lot of parents were told your kids are going to be learning from home now. We're still going to have school, but it's going to be remote learning. And for the first time, parents were able to see because the kids are at home on a computer in class. And so the books are at home. There's video. The the parent is watching the classroom on the computer screen with the kid. And the parent gets to see what's going on. I think that's not the only reason, but that's a big part of why parents started sitting up and taking notice. Because since then, across America, school board meetings have been, for the most part, relatively packed with parents who are really concerned about what's happening in school on many different levels. And school boards are just shocked at how dare the parents actually show up and start asking questions and criticizing what we're doing. Well, there's your school board members who have become entitled and think that, well, you're not allowed to show up and question me, question us. And so they will harass parents and have harassed parents who do that. So parents are starting to learn how to fight back. Now, for those parents who don't fight, I'd also advise that mom, thank you for fighting your school board. Make it a lot more public than you've been doing it. But keep fighting. But another option, this is one of the reasons that I'm a fan of school vouchers. More and more states are going to a school voucher system where parents can just say, forget this, and pull their kids out and do something else. Charter school, private school, homeschool, whatever. Get away from those school boards. Get away from those teachers' unions. Get away from school boards and teachers' unions and teachers who want to indoctrinate your kids rather than just doing their job. And you wonder why kids are falling so far behind. I don't think anyone really wonders why kids are falling so far behind on so many different topics because we see what they're trying to teach. Compare that to what you were learning in school. I mean, you actually had to do math. You actually had to pass subjects. There was one local mom where I am. There's a charter school that's going to open up. And there's a local mom who I had in the studio here. We recorded an interview about the school. And she told me one of the reasons that she was pulling her kid out was because here's a kid who was coming home and doing homework and writing And she's watching the way the kid writes. And the kid doesn't know to capitalize at the beginning of a sentence. Punctuation is almost non-existent. I mean, it was all wrong. And she's thinking at his age, he should really be proficient. Why isn't he? And then when she went asking to find out, well, again, there was just the runaround, essentially, what you got, the runaround. So... She just decided, forget this, there's a charter school. Hillsdale College is what the charter school is going to be teaching, the curriculum from Hillsdale College. I want my kid to go to that school. And so she's one of the parents who just decided, I'm just going somewhere else. So those are your options. If you're going to fight back, fight back as publicly as you can. Name names and keep it up and understand they're going to come after you. So... Do that. If you can do that, do that. 
or find some other place to take your kid. Junkman is in Alliance. Rihanna is in Fort Danger. Morning, guys. Coming up on local news. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Then you and I get back into it again. Temperatures across the region, much warmer than yesterday, but still cold. Some light snow has fallen across the region, making roads just about everywhere really slick because it's that fine layer, very fine layer of snow. You know what that's like, right? Yeah. That's thicker, I think slicker than black ice, I personally think. Local news, weather forecast, wake up when. Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six. The Times. Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, you having breakfast right now? Yeah. Okay. Is it roadkill? I know. I just you, you probably did. Some of you just threw your spoon down. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Okay. I, I I love this. It's a headline in Cowboy State Daily. Who's eating roadkill in Wyoming? Landers, Matt, and Kayla Gubich Gubinich are, and they love it. Yeah, okay. If that's what's on your menu, that's just fine with me. Uh, one day this past fall, Matt was standing on his friend's front porch, conveniently enough, messing with the barbecue grill, and the dinner bell rang and it ran in a rather unexpected manner, he says. I heard a smack and a crack, and a deer was struck by a vehicle. I poked my head in and, and looked and said, well, hey, I think somebody just hit a deer on the highway. Well, thanks to a recent Wyoming law that allows people to collect roadkill, big game for food, fresh whitetail deer, and so on, is on the menu. Now, I always looked at that and thought, but would they have done it even if it wasn't legal? Because I always thought making it legal just makes it allowable to do what people were already doing. I mean, if a deer is hit right in front of your house and dies... And you already are someone who already, you hunt deer, you, you know how to dress a deer, you already know how to do all of that, cook it, you know, then what's preventing you from just going out into the road and pulling it in and taking care of it? I think that happens all the time. We just never made it legal. Well, okay. So he and his wife live just a few miles from their friends along a highway near Lander, West Central Wyoming. They live in a busy migration route for deer, specifically in the fall. Couple, they're avid hunters, okay, so already had been in the process of butchering meat. So you see what I mean? They're already in the process of doing it. What does it matter if the thing was just shot or just hit by a car? If it had been laying there for a while, okay. Okay, they're also highly knowledgeable about the law that took into effect January 1st, 2022, allowing people to claim roadkill, big game carcasses. They ran to the highway to see what had happened, preparing to see anything, including the possibility of helping people in the collision. They discovered a local's pickup had broadsided a deer, and fortunately, nobody was hurt except the deer. Driver hit the deer broadside. It died instantly. It was just laying there on the highway. 
It was nice, really not bad, nice white-tailed buck, he said. The other side of the deer had been, well, unsalvageable, One completely pulverized. One side unsalvageable, the other side just in great shape. So they pulled the carcass off the road and like, well, you know, guess uh, nobody else is interested. Do you mind? And so they just dragged the carcass back to the house and immediately began processing the whole thing. So we were eating that meat literally an hour after the animal died. It's general practice to let meat hang and cure, but hey, he already had the grill going, in other words. So I was uh, carving up those buck straps, and we're all still, you know, well, I'm not going to get <laughs> He says some of it was still moving and twitching. Ugh. As for the meat, turns out um, there's no such thing as too fresh. It, it, we were worried about that, but it, he said it was very good. Okay. So since then, there's a stigma that some people have, but it was killed on the road. Uh, since then, though, uh, if other roadkill happens out that way, they're more than happy to go get as long as it's fresh. As of January... It's a year since the law took effect in Wyoming. They've logged about 412 requests to collect roadkill, according to figures provided to Cowboy State Daily by the agency. There's also a request to claim carcasses of 115 antelope, 69 elk, and 31 moose and bison. Provided the people are safe and how they go about it, the state of Wyoming really doesn't care. I do think, though, that, again, this was going on before they ever made it a law, and I guess some law-abiding citizens feel the need to report it. Now, you can use the—there is an app for that. You kill something like—or find something killed, there's an app for that. Or you can call 511 and talk to the state about the roadkill, and they'll sort of guide you through the process here. All right, so— um 2023 appears to be a bad year for roadkill in Wyoming with numbers spiking. Mm, okay. Well, that's a lot of vehicle damage, too. But it's a lot of people getting free meals out of this. I'm just surprised how many people actually do call and go through the process. But I assume that they're just law-abiding citizens. Well, the law says we got to call it in, so I guess we're going to go ahead and call it in. Where I would bet other people just pull it off the road and process it. And uh, Well, if they ask, I'll tell them. But I'm not going to bother. I would bet is about whatever number they give us as to the number of people who called it in, there's probably an equal number of people who didn't, at least, is my thought. All right, this morning we got some snow, just a little bit, making those roads slick as snot. Here's Don Day, 642. This weather up. Wake up, Wyoming, Kill with Glenn Woods. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Fresh right from your grilled hours. And just scrape it off the tire. We'll toss it on the fire. Come chew the fat at the road. Kill cafe. Yeah, I ruined everybody's breakfast with a roadkill story. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. I, I would like some fricasseed raccoon. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I could probably provide that for you. Now, it's just a story that I came across. It's a very good, well-written story about a couple. Now that it's perfectly okay to eat roadkill in Wyoming, it's not against the law to scrape it and grill it, right? And so there's a couple near Landers. Stuff hit outside of our, on the highway all the time. And as long as it's fresh, 
And yeah. even if it's not. Cer- well, if it's not, don't. But it's certainly saving on the grocery bill. Well, okay. Wait a minute. Just okay. Put, now, put a little seasoning on there. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? What'll help? Yeah. Ketchup. That's actually, I think, why ketchup was invented. Yes. <laughs> because meat started to turn, so yeah. here's something to pour yeah, over. I actually there. think that that's true, Frank. Okay, moments ago, Frank did something that I never see. He walked into my studio. That was shocking, Frank. I thought I was a dead man for a uh, well, I, I know. I, I yeah. try not to go in there. It's dangerous. Yeah, you know? then, then he says to me that he needs about an extra 30 seconds. So apparently there's a lot going on, huh? There is a lot going on. Mm, we have high okay. school basketball in Casper. We have junior college basketball in Casper. The Mountain West Tournament in Vegas. Uh, for the Wyoming teams, yeah. it's crazy nuts. Okay, so and it's a lot of finals happening too, right? Yes, I mean is, people this, wrapping this be, stuff up. Yes, big time. All these kids have worked for this week, so at the high school level and the college level, which is why you're going to be really busy starting today through the weekend, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you can call it busy. Well, I mean, we don't work for a living, Frank. It's all a relative term. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls came up one win short of an automatic NCAA tournament bid. They lost to UNLV in the championship game of the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas last night, 71-60. UW shot the ball very well from the floor at a 50% clip and opened up the beginning of the second half with a 12-2 run after leading by three at the break. The Cowgirls were led by Tess Barnes with 13. Cowgirls are 22-10 and in all likelihood will get a bid to the WNI and play at home as well. And those bids will come out on Sunday. The season mercifully came to an end for the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team. They lost to New Mexico 87-76 in the first round of that Mountain West tournament in Vegas. New Mexico scorched the pokes, going 19-33 from the floor in the second half. And for the game, they went 21-24 from the free throw line. Hunter Maldonado was sensational for Wyoming with 36 points on 11-19 from the floor. But when the season started, UW had very high hopes. But they, with a final record of 9-22, and it was an absolute disaster for a variety of reasons. Junior college basketball, the respective Region 9 tournaments start today. The Casper College men will host uh, Otero tonight at 7 p.m. and the T-Birds are 22-7. and 7. Otero is 14-16. and 16. LCCC, who is 16-11, they'll play Western Nebraska 5 p.m. at the Erickson Gym over at Casper College. On the ladies' side, the Region 9 tournament will be in Scottsbluff, Nebraska at Western Nebraska. Casper College is rated 15th in the country at 26-3. and 3. They'll play NJC from Sterling, Colorado at 2.30 this afternoon. The LCCC see women from Cheyenne draw Otero in the first round later on the day. And then an L-Trip comes into that game with a mark of 20 and 9. Those tournaments will run through Saturday. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament start today in Casper and 4A girls. There's a good chance that Cody and Cheyenne East will meet in the state championship game for the third consecutive year. East has won the last two. In the first round today, Cody will play Campbell County at 6 and East will meet Star Valley at 4.30. At 9 this morning, it's Green River and Sheridan followed by Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30. 4A boys over at NC Thunder Basin is the defending champion. They'll play Cody in the first round at 9 a.m. Cheyenne East and Riverton have turned in strong seasons. East will play Jackson at noon and Riverton will draw Laramie at 7.30. 3A girls in these games today at the Ford Center. Douglas has won the last two state championships. They're 25-1. They'll play Paul at 9 a.m. Lyman, another state championship contender, is 20-3. They'll play Torrington at 10.30. Then it's Pinedale against Newcastle at 4.30. Buffalo will take on Mountain View at 6. 3A boys watch for Douglas and Worland who have looked sharp this year. The first boys game at the Ford Center will be at noon as Lyman will take on Wheatland, then Douglas and Lovell at 1.30. Buffalo will play Powell at 7.30, and Worland will meet Torrington at 9. The semifinals will be tomorrow, and the finals on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. Are you just going to spend the night at the Ford Center? With I, I probably on? should. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I used to take naps way at the top of the state yeah. at the arena, you know, to kind of 
you know, we at least recharged the, the, the batteries, yeah. you know, except that the horn, when oh. they when they <laughs> kept waking me up, they, they make that every time there's a substitution, yes. every time the clock stops. And every and time they see you starting to fall asleep. Yeah, they go like, yeah. so wait, wait, wait you know? for it. He's not quite out yet. Wait for it now. That's the kind of stuff, Glenn, that gives you nightmares. They, I would it keeps think you so. up at, It keeps yeah. you up in the day and it keeps you yeah, up at night. Probably does. Now, uh, real quick, do you know in advance what kind of snackage they have for you there? No, it's it's always a surprise. That's and it's good. always That's really good. good so. Okay. All right. I mean, sometimes I can get a, a hint of it, right. you know, prior to the serving okay. hour. Okay. When you go up there to take a nap way up in the stands, do you bring a pillow or are you just no, kind of hard seat it? You just kind of hard seat it. Yeah, okay. All floor. right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up, well, he's got a busy weekend for him. It starts His weekend starts now as he goes through all of it. All right. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time, national local update on your weather forecast. I'm looking at a story right now, which I might open the next hour with. Headline here says... Catholic University students launched a protest after the school axes things like math and English and religious studies. What? Let's wake up my own. It's tax. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Little bit on the slick side, because most everybody got some kind of even light snow. Between the slick as snot white snow, just very light, and then that black ice out there. It's, uh, you know, roads are sketchy this morning, just so you know. But that'll change as we get a bit of a warm-up. We're already a lot warmer than we were yesterday. Don Day will be on with me, 745. He'll explain the whole thing. Okay, so, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I was going to start this hour, but I decided I need to look a little more into some of these issues. There's a Catholic school somewhere in America which the students are protesting because they decided to narrow down their curriculum, and they got rid of things like math. Yeah, important writing skills. They want to focus on more of a liberal arts education and the whole person. Okay, well, what about math and writing and stuff like that? And that's where the kids are protesting. And I have some other really disturbing stories that deal with schools. So what I thought I'd do, I'll spend a little time this weekend sort of putting all that together. So next week we can kind of go through the state of schools in America. There are some great places for your kids to go, whether you're talking about the state of Wyoming or someplace else, even the university. And then there's some real duds out there that are doing far more harm than good. So we'll deal with that once I get everything together. Meantime, okay, let's take a look at this. It's one of those I told you so's. 
I wonder if I can find There's got to be an I told you so song I can play out there. I'll see if I can find that. Let's go to the UK. Headline. Britain's wind grid is a no-blow. Switches to emergency coal to keep the lights on. Now, Germany did this and some other European countries. France did a little bit of this. The UK has been doing this for a while, switching coal back on. Even California started turning natural gas and decided to keep a nuclear plant running for a while longer. Well, we were all going to go solid wind and solar. Here's the story. It says, ain't it great when a very expensive plan comes together? This is a trip and a heck of a milestone to be proud of. From Bloomberg TV, UK's power grid called on a backup for coal fire power plants to come back online because they're having a bit of a problem feeding electricity to the grid. This comes after the market failed to provide enough electricity through wind, through the wintertime. Now, if you don't provide enough electricity, this happened quite a few years ago where they weren't providing enough electricity. And people, these are a lot of old homes in the UK. And they have in their cellars furnaces that run on oil and coal. And so citizens just started lighting up their old furnaces. Remember what England used to look like when everybody just burned coal straight? Black sooty skies? Yeah, let's go back to that. Or you can light up the coal-fired power plant like we have here in the United States. And what comes out of the top is mainly steam. Okay, turns out, the story says, winter storm and winter, well, it's a cold snap. It's been a very cold winter, right? That global warming, gosh. Well, okay. What are you going to do when it gets this cold and people are demanding more energy to keep warm? The National Grid, as they call it out there, said coal units that previously were due to close or have closed will be brought back online. Operations had kept the plants open for an extra six months for the ones that were scheduled to be taken offline. And again, some of those that were offline are coming back on. Here's from Richard Wellings from the UK. He says, the energy crisis, oh, they're having a crisis over there? Gosh, that didn't have to happen. They had this nice grid all set up, all sorts of energy was gone. Why would they have a crisis? Well, okay, I guess if you try to go all wind and solar, this is what you end up with, a crisis. He says, the energy crisis could have been avoided if ministers hadn't forced the vast majority of coal-fired power stations to close. Worse still, the government then demolished them so they can never be brought back in the service. Um, story says, coal plants under this scheme have been readied for use several times in the winter, but this is the first time they've really been needed because of how cold it's been over there. Again, that's all that global warming. Right? By the way, predictions made by the cult of climate change. The UK is not supposed to even exist anymore. It was supposed to go into water a long time ago. So the extra generation enabled the grid to cancel an electricity margin. In other words, the hole, the gap that they had Monday. Britain's Met Office has warned of sub-zero temperatures overnight on Tuesday and issued warnings of snow and ice and disruption to transportation. Well, hang on. 
Snow is a thing of the past. It was a scientist from the UK, and it was one of their newspapers who printed what that climatologist said back in 2000 when he said snow was a thing of the past, and yet they're having a problem with snow. In a tense day on electricity markets, the national grid over in the UK, the electricity system operator, also asked two other coal fire plants to warm up in case they were needed because of this cold snap. Demand was so high as the cold snap set in. Britain's, while uh, widespread strikes in France over pension reform, that's also blocking some of the electricity. They're all interconnected in these countries. So Britain typically needs to buy electricity from France to meet its own needs during peak times in the winter. But see, again, they wouldn't have to do that if they had just left their plants up and running. But So they stressed during the day these actions did not indicate supply was at risk. It needs to maintain a healthy buffer, they said. Well, what's the buffer? If you're going to phrase it that way, then what's the buffer? If you can't rely on your wind and solar. However, developments heightened the strains on Britain's electricity market at a time when a huge change to the generation mix was underway. Quote, this is uh, Brian Gitt like that last name. He tweets, wind power dropped to less than half of its usual level and forced the UK grid operators to use backup coal. Here's why. As you know, here in Wyoming, and every morning at 745 weekdays, I talk with Don Day about the weather. And we've talked about this many times, not about energy. But what happens when it gets really cold? It also gets really still. That's why on the coldest mornings that we've had this past winter, well, any winter, and I remind you guys, it is not wind power or solar power keeping you warm. Well, the sun's not shining and the wind's not blowing. And some of the coldest cold snaps we've had, the wind hasn't blown for a couple weeks. Really still out there. So where's that energy supposed to come from? Now, you would think the geniuses that want to put up these systems would have thought of that. Apparently, they didn't. So this guy said, Brian Gipp, wind power dropped to less than half of its usual level and forced the U.K. grid operators to use backup coal plants for, because of blackouts. This is what happens when you hire a flaky part-time employee to do a full-time job. Well, it's not about a part-time employee. I disagree with him with that. It's about thinking that you can go all wind and solar. If anything, if you want to do anything, your main power source should be natural gas, coal. You can go nuclear if you want to do that. And then make a little bit on the side with wind and solar. You can go ahead and make that little bit extra. But the wind and solar should never be your main source. It just is not reliable. So the story here says that he has a chart in front of me. And I say, how much is re, okay, how much uh, bazillions of dollars or pounds, as they call it there, have they dumped into this whole renewable boondoggle? Wind power in the UK continues to plummet this year down to 5% of the electricity supply. Separately, power grid workers who maintain the electricity grid for London. And the Southeast have become the latest to go on strike. Yeah, so now we can have widespread power cuts. 
And then it talks about the power strike here, but I want to just pay attention to what we're dealing with with wind and solar. And I have another story up next here. It might be uh, surprising to you what states are engaged most in wind and solar and what states are engaged the least. It's not who you think. 717 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. With Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Choose the time, but wake up, Wyoming. Okay, as I go through this next story, I'm going to be editing again. And I edit because there's certain terms that are used that do not accurately represent what I'm talking about. And yet, these are the terms that are constantly pushed on you. The headline is Guess which state is a national leader in green energy? Okay. Um, this is where you've heard me make the argument that wind and solar are not green. When you take a look at what goes into making them and then the disposal of them, there's nothing green about it. And when I hear them say, well, it's renewable, no. And I've made that argument too. It's sustainable, no. And I've shown why it's not sustainable either. So that's why you hear me say like wind and solar. I'm not going to use their terminology because it isn't true. All right. So this author says, I can't say that I realized this before today and Maybe you didn't either. Turns out Texas is one of the nation's leaders in both solar and wind energy production. This is from the New York Times opinion piece titled, Clean Energy, pause, it's not clean energy, all right, is suddenly less polarizing than you think, which is about where some of the money comes from from the Inflation Reduction Act, pause again. See, again, I'm editing as I go. Was the Re Inflation Reduction Act about reducing inflation? No. And did it reduce inflation? No, it increased inflation. It was basically an act about the Green New Deal is what it really was. All right. So between signing the IRA January 31st announcement, the largest, again, it says clean energy, wind and solar projects, Georgia, Idaho, followed by Tennessee, then Michigan, then South Carolina and Texas, North Carolina, Ohio, Kansas, Nevada, Arizona, between now and 2027. Texas is expected to add the most with twice as much solar capacity as California in expected development. Ohio, Nevada, Indiana, Florida rank third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I don't necessarily think that people in all of these states necessarily agree with putting these up. But when someone's waving money around, put up this project and we'll give you all this money. Okay. Even people who look at it and go, ah, it's a boondoggle. We'll go ahead and take the money. The story says, to a degree, hardly anyone but wonks really appreciate, again, he says green energy, no, in the United States, was a heavy red state phenomenon before the legislation even hit Biden's desk in August. Already, Texas produces more, he uses renewable, it's not, energy than anywhere else in the country. In fact, almost twice as much as California, the second biggest producer, third, fourth, fifth place, Iowa, Oklahoma, Kansas. Uh, there are people who really want to see where I am in Wyoming. They really want to see Wyoming get into it as well. 
And that's followed by South Dakota, then Vermont, Kansas, Oklahoma, Maine, New Mexico. When it comes to non-hydro power, Texas is usually producing more than the entire Midwest. It's doubled its solar capacity from 2019 to 2020 and almost did so again in the next year from 2020 to 2021. So you may think Texas is hostile to wind and solar, given not just its oil industry, but its recent grid problems and widespread blackouts and grandstanding of its, um, now again, he says fossil fuel, organic fuel, and climate skeptic government. Okay, again, (laughs) so much editing here. Fossil fuels, it's not. It's organic fuels. There's no such thing as a fossil fuel. And then the governor is a climate skeptic. Uh, There's no such thing as a climate skeptic. That doesn't exist. He doesn't believe in the rhetoric from the cult of climate change. But there is no such thing as a climate skeptic. You see, the, the writer for this article is actually a conservative writer. But you see in his own language how he just goes along with the flow of what the ultra-left wants him to use as language. I, in fact, I'm looking at this, it's this guy's name. Uh, okay, I got his name here. I might just go ahead and send him a very polite email. Hey, have you ever thought when you're writing these articles, not using the terminology that they push on everybody because it's not true? But okay. But on the ground, the state is probably the biggest wind and solar success in the country. Duke Energy... Duke Energy has what they call sustainable solutions. Nothing sustainable about it. An arm of a major U.S. utility, Duke Energy Energy and uh, commercial operations. They've begun the group's largest solar plant. And see, where did this money come from when I started the article? Yeah, what was supposed to be the Inflation Reduction Act, that was actually money for these projects. Now, this was not being financed by your federal government through money borrowed heavily, putting us massively in debt for future generations, would these projects be happening? No, because commercially they're not viable. He said, you probably haven't heard of Coke County, Texas. Out of thousands of counties in America, it's one of the smallest with just 3,300 residents. So that's big by Wyoming standards. But uh, it enjoys one of the biggest economic booms in the country, according to analysis of the Bureau of Economics, past couple of years. Because, again, wind and solar is what they're putting up. He says, not surprising some of these counties would be happy to see an influx of this kind of money. Still, it's surprising to me that Texas is one of the leading producers of wind and solar. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just write a very polite email to this author and say, hey, next time you write, this was a good article. Next time you write an article like this, how about not using their language? David in Texas. And the wind and solar are not cheap. Our electric rates have gone up dramatically in Texas. Really? Thank you, David. See, that's one of the good Davids out there. Hey, you is in Marbleton. Did you see our senator standing with Mitch on Tuesday? No, I didn't. I'll take a look at that. Mitch McConnell's in the hospital, by the way. He fell down and go boom. Local news, weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming mobile app. 
Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, I'm on one of my energy kicks. If you're just joining me here, so I, I was starting off this hour with a story about uh, the UK and how they're bringing some coal power plants back online because once again, with all the cold, really cold over there, just like here, and all the snow, which was supposed to be over by the year two thousand, and the UK was supposed to be underwater by now, none of that happened. They were going. They were going to go all wind and solar, and uh, the wind's not blowing enough because it's so cold. Wind doesn't blow when it's that cold, so they had to turn on the coal plants to provide electricity for the country. Well, how many times do we have to do this before these people learn this lesson? All right, moving on. So, a headline that I this is America Greatness is the name of the website, and the author is Edward Ring. He writes. Renewables aren't renewable. I know. That's why I don't call them renewable. He said, today in America, there's obvious disconnect between observable reality and the narratives we get from the corporate special interests controlling the news we consume along with the politicians who are supposedly elected to represent us. We know that's not true either. This is nothing new. Elites have defined America's destiny throughout its history. The only difference today is that the Internet, despite ongoing crackdowns, still manages to deliver unprecedented volume of perspectives to millions of people. Why aren't any free, freer or less manipulated today than we were if this is the case? Why aren't we? What may be different today, however, is the folly of America's current energy policies. Americans' ruling elites are not only imposing these policies on everyone living right here, they are attempting to impose them on everybody on Earth. By now, it should be beyond serious debate that renewable energy cannot possibly scale adequately to replace, and again, he misuses fossil fuels. No such thing as a fossil fuel. It's organic fuel. We're still... So-called renewable energy systems are even less sustainable. See, that's another one they use all the time, sustainable. And they cause more environmental destruction. Here's a guy who's saying what I've been saying all these years. These so-called renewables also fall into other significant reductions. And he talks about carbon emissions. It actually takes more carbon emissions to create them and get rid of them. So why are these facts dismissed by Americans' elites? Is it greed, cowardice? intellectual negligence, mass delusion and psychosis. I think it's probably in all of the above if I can have a conversation with this guy. As a result, many Americans face a future perpetually, well, rationed energy, high prices for them as well. And I'm editing what he's saying for time's sake. A recent post by a respected investment blogger compiled data from Energy Information Administration and reported that these so-called renewables generate 22.6% of all electricity. That's a record high for them, but even then, it's not reliable. Okay, so to put the question to relevant context, first consider what it's going to take to get America's economy to net zero, which, by the way, is not possible to do. You can't get to net zero, which is what they say their goal is. 
To do this, we cannot merely calculate how much additional wind and solar generating capacity would be necessary to replace all other sources. This uh, residential, commercial, and industrial transportation sector. In other words, you can't make steel if you're using wind power, essentially, is the case. Okay, so he he then goes into the resources required to make wind and solar. And you've heard me talk about this before when it comes to rare earth minerals, child slave labor, and how none of that is renewable or sustainable. In fact, there's a reason we call it rare earth minerals, he goes on to talk about. This is a lengthy article, but he says in it everything I've been talking about for quite a while. Rare earth minerals are not rare, actually. They're quite common on this planet. They're all over the place. But they're spread out in such a way that you would have to mine an enormous area. I mean, the size of one, uh, one of Wyoming's counties just to come up with a little bit of these rare earth minerals. What's rare is to find them in concentration so we can go ahead and mine them and actually use them. That's what's rare about them. And if it's rare like that, it's definitely not renewable or sustainable. This article, which again is lengthy and has said everything you've ever heard me say, he goes into great detail to point out that what they're calling renewable and sustainable is anything but, which is why I was saying with the last article that I was reading from a conservative writer, by the way, every single bit of terminology he used is the same terminology that is thrown at us all the time. It's clean, it's green, it's sustainable, it's reliable, it's affordable, it's renewable. And none of that's true. So don't use their language. I'm going to get Don Day on the line. There's already people complaining about the cold weather, and they're blaming him. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. Don, I took a real quick look at the roads out there from Wyandot before I came on the air, and the term across Wyoming, "slick as snot," comes to mind. Yeah, just enough snow fell overnight, along with some pretty cold temperatures to really grease up the roads and highways in sections of the state. This is really true in the central and northeast. Uh, Interstate eighty between Laramie and Cheyenne eastbound's closed right now because of accidents, because of very slick conditions out there. So do take it slow. Now, we do have some clearing taking place, so we will have the sun working on the icy roads and highways, and that will certainly help. Okay, because I'll be heading on the road about 11 o'clock towards Cheyenne, so I'll need you to have it clear by then if you could do me that favor. Oh, is the is yeah, your Learjet in the shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, actually, okay. Yeah, can't, uh, okay, so let's take a look at that. That We still have these ultra-cold temperatures out there, for seasonably speaking, and people are still waiting for that little bit of a warm-up. You, I, I will tell you, people are really getting a little cranky. Uh, yes. In fact, I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to repeat them to you. But before I got on the air, you got some nasty notes this morning. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it is cold. It is colder than normal. And yeah. there's no doubt about it. And uh, we do have a little bit of good news. I mean, this is the double-edged sword. If you're going to get warmer, it's going to get a little windy. Yeah. And, and that's going to be the case um, later today into tomorrow and the weekend it is going to get a little more windy but it is going to make it a little warmer but i want to keep expectations in check because it'll be warmer than it's 
been, but right. we're still not looking at those temperatures getting up to those average highs, which, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. are anywhere from the mid-40s to around 50 degrees or so. Now, I do see a stretch of weather early next week where we get into some southwest winds aloft, a little bit of high pressure. This is especially true around Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, I could see some areas getting up into the 50s mm. uh, before the next system comes in. But the overall riding, the, the, the dominant large-scale features in the northern hemisphere continue to show that the colder-than-normal trend is going to continue. Now, the you, what you have to do is superimpose on that. Is, is that this is the time of year with these longer days and shorter nights, your average temperatures go up. Okay, so you have that working in your favor, but it, we're still on a delayed, you know, any type of uh, ent- entrance into a more of a spring pattern is going to continue to be delayed. Right, and those little shots of snow are going to keep getting tossed at us now and then. They, especially in the high country. I mean, the, the mountains uh, tomorrow and tomorrow night uh, are going to see significant snow. And uh, the western side of Wyoming, uh, Jackson, Rock Springs, Green River, Evanston, Pinedale, will see a few inches of snow tomorrow and tomorrow night. Now, the system won't do much on the other side of the divide, um, but we continue to see these West Coast systems continuing to head our way, and the door to Canada is still open. All right. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Don Day with Day Weather. So, okay. Uh, slow improvement is what he's talking about. But we're all still waiting for that big sucker to come in and ruin our day like it always does. Over there in the icebox, Frank Gambino. Frank, sometimes uh, you come up with something, let's say, as a product. That's what everybody else is selling. But if you have unique marketing then you can outsell the competition, right? Right, right. And, okay. and it starts with lower prices. Lower prices definitely help. Uh, now, you do, of course, like I would say, uh, what are those uh, chocolate-covered, you eat them, not raisins, but you tend to eat them at the, um, at the movie theater. Oh, like Raisinets? Not Raisinets. No, there's the other um, ones. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're about the size of a marble. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So well, this like company... Like M&M's, kind of? Uh, not no. even M&M's. No, they're just... Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of those things. But anyway, yeah, it's a chocolate-covered ball about the size of a marble. Oh, like, like Malto balls or uh, something Yeah, like something like Goobers. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Somebody decided to market those as bear poop. Okay. Uh, fine. I mean, that... If I bought a bag of those and put them in front of people, they would laugh and have to try them. Okay, but we're not done. The raisinette ones. Yes. Deer droppings. Okay. That's how it's, yes, it's marketed. Now, if you take a look at deer droppings, it does look like little chocolate-covered raisins, doesn't it? Mm -hmm, Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Elf poop. Elf. Not elk. No. no. Elf. Elf. Elf poop. Elf. Yes. Also, there's elk scat. Scat. And then you can go ahead and save some money and buy the package of the Animal Trackers combo. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I have to get my sister's this because my, my sister actually uses this terminology. Moose plop. 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 Can you, sell, can you yes. spell that for me? P-L-O-P. Okay, thank you. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls came up one win short of an automatic NCAA tournament bid. They lost to UNLV in the championship game of the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas last night, 71-60. UNLV shot the ball well from the floor in the second half for the game at a 50% clip and opened up the second half with a 12-2 run to put the contest away after leading by three at the break. Cowgirls were led by Tess Barnes with 13. The Cowgirls are 22-10 and all likelihood will get a bid to the WNIT and play a home game as well. And those 
bids will come out on Sunday. The season mercifully came to an end for the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team. They lost to New Mexico 87-76 in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament in Vegas, and New Mexico scorched the pokes, going 19 of 33 from the floor in the second half, and for the game, 21 of 24 from the free-throw line. Hunter Maldonado was sensational for Wyoming with 36 points on 11 of 19 from the floor. When this season started, UW had very high hopes, but with a 9-22 and record, was an absolute disaster for a variety of reasons. Junior college basketball, the respective Region 9 tournament start today. The Casper College men will host uh, will host, and they'll play Otero tonight at 7 p.m. T-Birds are 22-7. and Otero is 14-16. and The LCCC men, who are 16-11, and they'll play Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. today at the Erickson Gym. On the ladies' side, the Region 9 tournament will be at Western Nebraska in Scotts Bluff. Casper College is rated 15th in the country. They're 26-3. and They'll play NJC from Sterling, Colorado at 2.30 this afternoon. The LCCC women from Cheyenne draw Otero in the first round, and LCCC comes in at 20-9. and That is a 12-30 tip-off. Those tournaments will run through Saturday. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament start today in Casper. and 4A girls, there's a good chance that Cody and Cheyenne East will meet in the state championship game again, with East winning the last two times in the first round today over at Natrona. Cody will play Campbell County in 6, and East will play Star Valley at 9. At 9 this morning, it's Green River and Sheridan, followed by Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30. In 4A boys over at NC, Thunder Basin is the defending champion. They'll play Cody in the first round at 9 a.m. Also um, in the first round at 1 p.m., Cheyenne East and Cheyenne, uh, Cheyenne East and Riverton have turned in strong seasons. East will play Jackson at noon, and then Riverton will play Laramie at 7.30. Uh, Sarah Valley and Campbell County also today in the first round of that uh, NC boys bracket. In 3A girls, the, the, the big game, the, the games today are at the Ford Center. Douglas has won the last two state championships. They're 25-1. and one. They'll play Paul at 9 a.m. Lyman, uh, another state championship contender at 20-3, will play Torrington at 10-30. Pinedale against Newcastle at 4-30. Buffalo will take on Mountain View at 6. And 3A boys watch for Douglas and Worland, who have looked sharp this year. The first boys game today at the Ford Center at noon. Lyman will take on Wheatland then at 1-30. Douglas and Lovell. Buffalo will take on Paul at 7-30. Worland meeting Torrington at 9. Semifinals tomorrow, and the finals will be on Saturday at the Ford Center. So apparently everybody else knew what I was talking about, because as I was trying to figure out, what's that treat you get at the movie theater? Like Joel and Casper and Jim and Laramie both sent Whoppers. You're talking whoppers. about Whoppers. Okay. That's what, that's what the bear poop is. Whoppers. Whoppers. Okay. Now that we know what this is, I'm going to have to buy some for some people just because that's great marketing, Frank. I... I... There must be animal lovers. Uh, I okay. Or animal uh, haters. Or, or they're hunters. They know how to track animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, okay. Uh, You're on this animal kick. What today. I would do is take some of those and drop them on the ground next to the real stuff and let people try to figure out. Now, <laughs> Stephen Casper, whoppers. Yeah, and my sister dear chiming in. Everybody else knew what I was talking about, but me. Thank you, Frank. It's all good. All right, coming up on some local business. And we got some. Let me see. News time. National local update on the weather forecast. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Three people you...
Time is 806. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday. And yeah, as I was talking about with Don Dave, roads are sort of slick as snot out there right now. Though that will be warming up and getting better as the morning goes on. We do have a road report coming your way at roughly about 815-ish. Somewhere in there we drop that in so you know what the conditions are around the entire state. And pretty much everybody in the state got a little bit of snow which is just enough to slick things up really good. We'll keep you up to date. All right, 8 o'clock hour. I always give you open phones at some point, so here we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And I've been talking to other people like Kyle and Manville, other such people like that from around the state. Because they use the Wake Up Wyoming app and they use the chat option, which you can see on the toolbar that runs across the middle when you open up the app. And so you can just send me text messages. All right. Uh, Cowboy State Daily article. Secretary of State Chuck Gray, pleased with election integrity improvements passed in the legislature. So the story says, whether or not you support Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray, hard to argue that his conservative political firebrand didn't have a successful 2023 state legislative session because he did. He absolutely did. Had a great, he had a great session. During the session that ended on Friday, last Friday, bills that addressed three of his major 2022 campaign promises passed, including legislation preventing people from changing party affiliation to affect the outcome of another party's primary election, tightening the state's voter ID requirements and increasing... Uh, transparency in state elections. Quote, our administration is very pleased with the election integrity reform passed this session, he said, uh, and working with the Wyoming legislator to achieve these reforms. Incredible success, he said, for the people of Wyoming. So, okay, again, he had a really good legislative session. Got through everything that he, not exactly the way he wanted, but got through everything he wanted. Ronnie is in Cheyenne about opening coal mines. Hello, Ronnie. Hang on a second, Ronnie. Okay, try that again. Do I have you? How you doing? Good, I got you. What you got for me? Hey, I was listening to you talk about those coal plants being reopened in the UK. Right. Right, well, not only did Biden shut down the, the pipeline here in, uh, in the Midwest as soon as he got into office, but he took away their pipeline of fuel. No wonder they're freezing their butt off. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, okay, and, then, and then another thing uh, before I go, I'm on the road. Okay. Um, what about all that Tucker Carlson footage? Can you believe that? Did you see the pathetic display of patheticness that Chuck Schumer did on that was pathetic? Yeah, right. And now, <laughs> anyways. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you go ahead since you're driving. I'll, I'll go ahead and answer you while you go ahead and drive. So I did early this morning when I first came on the air. I talked about the latest videos released by Tucker Carlson. But my real concern was the reaction to those videos. Because some of the things that you were told about the January 6th incursion, we'll call it, into the Capitol, 
well, many of the things you were told, just not true. For those people who broke windows and kicked in doors and broke other things into capital and stole stuff, we should deal with them, absolutely. But many of the other people that were there, the doors were opened, and I watched the video. I watched the videos. The doors were opened by Capitol Police. They walked right past the police, chatting pleasantly with them. Even the shaman, as they call him, the guy who was wearing a big buffalo headdress, was the door was open for him to walk right into the Capitol. And then he walked around with a couple of officers, chatting pleasantly. He wanted to get into the House of Representatives. And they went around looking for an open door for him. And then when they found one, they opened the door for him, and he walked in. All sorts of things like this that just completely blow away some of the narrative that you've been told about. So my, I want to know, and I already know what the answer is going to be, what are we going to hear from the news media, the politicians, and the left? Well, this morning, I was about to start the program by playing some audio from Whoopi Goldberg on The View. And then I thought, you know, the first thing in the morning when people are just waking up, they do not want to hear Whoopi Goldberg. All right. And so I'm not going to do that to you. I just got rid of the audio. You don't want to hear that. Basically, what she did was she attacked Fox News. She attacked Tucker Carlson. And she never really addressed what was in the videos. And the same thing happens with other news organizations. I've been to some of the main ones like CNN, MSNBC. I went to them and I took a look at it, what they were saying, and in other news organizations, New York Times and so on. And again, they attack Tucker Carlson. They attack Fox News. But they don't answer what they're seeing in the video. In fact, they have all stated that they would prefer that you were not allowed to see the video or video I should say videos because there's many videos from many different cameras so you know the typical response we can go through it all but you knew this was going to happen don't answer what's in the videos you were never supposed to see those in the first place yeah you you were never supposed to see those things but now that it's out there and you can watch them for yourself well, that's what's shocking. So Fox News must be investigated for allowing you to see and decide for yourself. Look, if you watch those videos and come to a different conclusion than me or other people, fine. You made up your own mind. I just want you to watch the videos and come to your own conclusion. That's why I was saying yesterday, other than getting some context, who are these people? Where are they? Other than that... If you're watching one of these videos and there's a commentator, turn it off and just watch the video. Oh, on that note, hang on. That just reminds me of something. Let me call this out because I can't forget this. When it came to the videos, there's a possibility that some of these videos were enhanced by the January 6th committee. From the story I'm reading in front of me. Uh, when you see uh, the team, when, when you watch some of these videos, do you hear a lot of audio in the background? That audio was not in the original video. Who plugged that in? I'd like to know. Was that overdubbed? Just curious about it. I go to our friend Dave in California. Hi, Dave. Oh, yeah. How are you, Glenn? Uh, yeah, I 
don't know if you can know about our atmospheric river, but it's, I think it's probably coming your way too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're getting pieces of it after you guys are done taking most of the energy out of it. Well, the big deal in this one is is that it's going to be warmer, and so it'll... Do you have some good snowpack right now? Oh, we do, yeah. Yeah, see, that's the trouble with this one. It's going to be rain, and mm-hmm. so it'll be rain over snow, which is going to make dry, uh, floods. Right. And um, you, you remember, I'm trying to remember, was it uh, 2014 or 2011? They had uh, all of the snowpack melted real fast. Right. And then the Missouri River uh, rose so bad that, uh, especially down near Omaha, they had... Um, uh, there were two nuclear power plants that had become islands. Right. And I think they actually had to build a, uh, they they basically took a monster inner tube and put it around the entire nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. And the thing was so, I think it was 14 feet tall. Right. Uh, and and uh, so this, this whole idea that, uh, <clears throat> you know, weather is changing and, uh, you know, a big problem... Uh, causing it is uh, burning stuff. No. Whether we're burning coal Not at all. or burning nothing, gasoline. It has absolutely burning. nothing to do with it. This is part of oh, a cycle. Okay. It's a long-term cycle. Have you? I've asked you before in the past to take a look at this. Have you studied the effects of La Nina and El Nino and what causes it? Uh, well, there's a couple of different stories about that. There was uh, I was here in 92 when we had a really serious uh, uh El Ni- I'm trying to remember. I think it was El Nino. I always get the two and, mixed uh, up myself. So you know, right? One's warmer and yeah. one's colder. Right. And uh, they were in kind of a natural pattern in normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. But what's happening now is there's so much pollution in the oceans mm-hmm. that the oceans are getting hotter and hotter. Now, where there's did you get that from? Water out there. Where did you get that information from? Uh, National Oceanographic and okay. Atmospheric Administration. Because uh, the information that I read from them doesn't actually say that at all. La Nina and El Nino goes with cycles of the sun and not with pollution from the ocean or anything like that. In fact, the well, idea... Not, I didn't say it was pollution from the ocean, but I'm saying... You, said, you just said pollution in the ocean. Are. You just said pollution in I'm the ocean. I'm saying these, pollu- these storms are yeah. coming from dead zones in the ocean. And that's been known for 15 okay. years. Uh, well, you remember, go ahead. you remember that famous case where Texas got hit by this frost. Uh, this is about six years ago. And it apparently a hurricane or a typhoon, they call it, down in the South Seas. It, it was down near the Philippines. And this hurricane was so big, it was 2,500 miles across. And that thing went straight up the Pacific straight toward uh, the uh, Alaska, toward the um, Aleutian Islands, and it crashed into that polar vortex, and it hit it so hard that it knocked a chunk of, of cold air across across you, essentially, across North and South Dakota, across Kansas, across mm-hmm. Oklahoma, but that crashed to Earth down in Texas, and they lost a huge amount of their crops, as well as froze the crap out of them. Right. And uh, uh, so Texas has already been hit right. by a monster hurricane in the South Pacific. Okay. See, I think part of the freeze. problem, Dave, I think part of the problem is every time a bad weather event happens or a weather event that's inconvenient for human beings, right away the tendency is to blame human beings 
even though we have very little, if anything, to do with this at all. Now, I'm for clean air. Well, it's polluters, no, right? I'm for clean air, and I'm for clean water, just like everybody else. But these big weather events are not being caused by all sorts of pollutions. If you go back and take a look at what we know about Earth's cycles and past weather events, Big-time weather events like this were happening long before man ever became industrialized. We've always had to put up with big weather events like this. They happen from time to time, Dave. It's just part of living on planet Earth. We didn't cause this. We just have to learn to ride it out. Uh, no, you're, you're, you're kissing up to the polluters. No, I'm not. I'm not kissing up to the polluters. I'm getting the information from the scientists who are providing the information about what we, know, what we know, what's happened with weather cycles throughout history, and even going back in the to the past, the evidence that weather cycles have left behind way in the past. So, yeah. You remember, uh, where are the cedars of Lebanon? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay. You're changing the subject Jesus. now. You're changing. No, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Let me give you uh, something that I have brought up before, but again, you still haven't then. looked into it. Where I'm right now Cutting is in Wyoming. I'm, look, I'm in Wyoming. Dave, Dave, Dave. It's my show. I'm talking. Yeah. Where I'm living right now in Wyoming used to be at the bottom of an inland sea. Then it became just a big lake that took up the big section of this part of the country. Then it became a swamp. Wyoming used to be a swamp. There were crocodiles here. Since then, the area has become higher as the land has been pushed up. It's been a dry, arid desert. It's gone through several ice ages and other times that were just wet or, like now, sort of on the dry side. And this has been happening for millions, in fact, billions of years. So what makes you think that weather events that sometimes are extreme are caused by human beings when weather events like this have been happening for billions of years. Well, I'm out here on the West Coast where we have endless freight. Like America used yes. to make shoes. It used to make all kinds of products. But now these ocean-going vessels mm -hmm. are plowing through the ocean. And that's what's causing shoes. all the bad weather? What was causing You're the bad weather? What was causing the bad weather before human beings? What was causing the bad weather before human beings were doing that? Oh, there were atmospheric uh, events, but I tell you, the if you're encouraging a global uh, uh, global global climate change, uh, uh, Glenn, mm -hmm. this is uh, kissing up to the pollution. Yeah, so I'm I'm encouraging. No, well, I'm, I'm not encouraging anything. I'm telling you, they the don't weather you're take Dave, Dave, the weather you're experiencing now was happening before human beings were ever on the planet. Go look it up. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You know, Mary, he was actually relatively. Nice. Nice this time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Your morning update on the Wyoming Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Eight twenty six. The time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Oh, poor Rianne from Fort Danger. She missed Dave's call. But now I cannot. I, Dave, if you're still listening, I want to give you a credit because a lot of times Dave calls up and he's just a jerk, and I end up hanging up on him. Uh, this time, though, he actually wanted to discuss something with me and have a legitimate discussion, and we did. And he was on for an entire seven minutes. That's the longest he's ever. Now, this is a different Dave. This is Dave from Mills, the other Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello, sir. How are you, Dave? Good, sir. What you got? Well, on uh, his climate change theory and stuff, I like the way they always um, 
want to blame it on humanity and, and what we're doing. But nobody takes in consideration, uh, I think about six or seven years ago, there was a volcanic eruption up in Reykjavik, Iceland. Right. And it shook the world so hard, uh, they said it tilted the world three degrees on its axis. Right. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, that would change weather patterns. Sure. And then um, down in Antarctica, you know, they say that the ice is melting away. But nobody ever discusses that there's an active volcano under the well, ice. In cap fact, there. many active volcanoes. All of that ice and snow on top of Antarctica is sitting on land that's very volcanic all the way underneath it there. It's a very active region. So, yeah, that's what melts it from time to time. Right. Well, I'm glad you had a halfway decent experience with the other day. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Also, is he NJ Cat and Mills? You're a saint to let Dave ramble on about weather propaganda. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Dave called this time, and he was actually very nice and polite and just wanted to discuss an issue with me. And if you're doing that and you're interesting, you can stay on as long as you want, even if we disagree. That's okay. I just hang up on jerks. But... Here's what Dave couldn't answer, and I kept asking him, and he couldn't answer it. When we look back at what we know of Earth's history, we know of all sorts of catastrophic weather events. Some have even caused mass extinctions on this planet. And human beings weren't here. That's been going on for not just millions of years, billions of years. And human beings weren't here. But all of a sudden, every time a bad weather event happens, it's our fault now? Well, bad weather events have been happening throughout this planet's history. That's just Earth. Welcome to Earth. The weather is not always cooperative. The weather is not always nice. That's just living on planet Earth, or for that matter, living in the universe. Because universally speaking, not always nice out there. And we didn't do it. So he says, well, I'm kissing the butts of the polluters. Not at all. I'm not kissing the... I don't like pollution. But I also know what pollution does and doesn't do. Dave still can't answer. What about all the bad weather before we were industrialized or before we were here? All right. Local news. Weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Eight thirty-six of the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. I was going to change the subject, but Scotty in Fort Danger is pulling me back in, and that's fine. By the way, triple eight ninety-seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject, fine. And I was just giving credit to Dave from San Francisco because in the past he didn't last long in this program because he was just being an obnoxious jerk. This time he called. We had complete disagreement on what he was talking about, but he was calm and reasonable. And so I let him just, for the amount of time I was allowed to give him, I let him just go. And so that's what we're talking about right now. Okay, so Scotty in Fort Danger. <clears throat> he writes, why does no one take into account that we've been steadily warming back up to normal temperatures since the last ice age? And how we explain global warming happening on Mars 
Well, yeah. Hang on, let me go ahead and extend so I can read the rest of this. Um, how do we explain global warming happening on Mars? Must be the rovers. Yep, Mars has global warming issues, and he provides a link. And that's true, Mars does. Now, the only thing that I'll take issue with with what you said there, Scotty, was the use of the word normal. I hear a lot of meteorologists say this, and it drives me nuts. Temperatures above normal, temperatures below normal. Even when we have a drought, and let's say there's a lake, well, that lake is below normal. Or if we have a flood, that lake is above normal. What is normal? Well, I'll define it for you. Normal is change. Normal is nothing stays the same. In talking about a lake or a river, how many lakes and rivers has this planet had in billions of years? Yeah, and how many have come and gone in billions of years? When a lake develops, whether it was naturally developed or man-made, there are times there's almost no water in it. There's times it's overflowing its banks. There's times it's somewhere in the middle. And that's what normal is. Normal is the level of the lake is going to constantly fluctuate. And then one day the lake won't be there anymore because things on Earth will continue to change. They constantly change. And that's what normal is. Normal is nothing stays the same. So if you have a summer that's colder than what you're used to, that's, particular, that, that's completely normal. If you have a summer that's warmer than what you're used to in your lifetime, that's completely normal. In fact, when I brought up to Dave, where I'm living right now in Wyoming was part of an inland sea that ran from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to the North Pole. It's pretty big. Split America. Big. And that was because at the time it was so warm on this planet, we didn't have any polar ice caps. As near as we can tell, in most of Earth's history, the planet has not had polar ice caps, has not had polar ice caps. Okay. So now, what Scotty did get right is when we, we had an ice age a while back. We, we've been through many. And that ice age uh, extended way down past Wyoming, way down past. And we're still recovering from that ice age. If you want to see what that looks like, you're with me here in Wyoming or any place that has snow, look outside. That's what that looks like. That's what's left over from that ice age. Every time we hit winter, and it extends down and we hit summer, it goes back. But the fact that Canada, good part of Russia, is still permafrost and so on, that's what's left over from that last ice age. Ice ages will last long periods of time. In fact, one of the dumbest things that I heard Obama say when he was president, and I've heard him say a lot of dumb things. There was a glacier that he went to visit when he was visiting Alaska. And so he's looking at this glacier, which has been slowly retreating. And he said, we got to save that for our kids. So I'm thinking, why? All right, first off, Mr. Obama, that glacier that you're looking at is a result of the last ice age. And that glacier has been slowly retreating. It has a couple of times advanced, but because the retreat is not constant. It's back and forth, back and forth. So it continues to retreat, but sometimes it gains a little ground and retreats again. But it's been slowly retreating since the last ice age. In fact, let me check out. Let's see. Age was, let's see. Okay, how many years ago was the last ice age? Uh, they're estimating about 100,000 years ago. 
roughly, and it lasted about 25,000 years, the last ice age. Yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty good one. It wasn't the worst ice age ever, but it's about the last ice age was about 100,000 years ago and it lasted about 25,000 years. So that glacier that Obama was looking at, we got to save that for our kid. That's a leftover from the last ice age and it's still retreating. Now again, through most of Earth's history, as near as we can tell, there have not been polar ice caps. Now, the other thing that Scott points out, which I am, I have your link here, and I'm going to go ahead and look at I have looked at this before, but I want to see what you sent me. Mars and the other planets as well, they're also experiencing global warming. Yeah, I, the ice caps on Mars are retreating too at about the same pace as our ice caps are retreating. And when we look around the solar system, there's evidence on all of the planets of some warming going on. So what exactly is causing this? Is it because we put a bunch of robots on Mars? Is that what's causing? Well, those things are solar-powered and nuclear-powered. So I don't know. All right. Uh, here's the story. Is Mars really heating up quicker than Earth? Hmm. Recent debate about global warming on Earth has been intensified by the observation that Mars appears to be undergoing a period of climate change. It's been suggested that warming is therefore the result of a natural process rather than human activity. However, climate change on Mars is mostly determined by a change in the tilt and shape of its orbit. Okay. But still, though, uh, some studies from the 2000s on showed evidence of climate change on Mars that there seems to be um, effects due to Martian weather, dust storms, rather than the climate itself. The most recent studies show that there have been no significant changes in the average Martian temperature the last time the Viking landers were there. Um, so some say, well, there's no evidence that Mars is heating up at all. I have read other studies, though, that said, hey, Mars is heating up, and so are the other planets. I would have to go back and dig those up. It depends on what studies we're looking at. By whom? You mean there's no consensus? <gasps> no, there's no scientific consensus out there. One of the biggest lies you've ever been told is 97% of the scientists agree. We've been through that. That's flat out a lie. But that's the question that I was uh, hitting Dave with. Is what I always hit people with when they complain about, well, the weather's doing things that are just, oh, it's just the weather's so harsh. Well, it's inconvenient for us to have to go through bad weather. Newsflash the planet and the other planets in the solar system as well always have bad weather. This planet has always gone through bad weather. That's nothing new. That was happening before we ever got here as human beings. Bad weather has caused mass extinctions in the past. That's just part of living on planet Earth. So we didn't start this. We didn't stop it. We just have to learn how to sort of roll with it and deal with it. I would agree, though, that we should not pollute the planet. CO2 is not a pollutant. But we've been better stewards. China currently is not a better steward. China's horrible. Many Asian countries are horrible when it comes to the environment. You want to see who treats the environment really well, who are good stewards of the environment? Look at the United States of America. We're about the best there is. 
845, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting. Hey, by. hey, Glenn, I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever watch those House and Senate hearings? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. So when I see them, I I always want to look at the people who are behind the person oh, yeah. who's oh, testifying. Absolutely, yeah. So yes. one, I've never yet to see someone actually take a nap. Uh huh. What and what are they doing? Are they actually paying attention? Because they're on. TV all the time that yeah. this person is talking. What do you do back there? I, I would like to know. Sometimes I see somebody lean over and hand one of the senators or representatives a piece of paper, notes, you know, they're back up. Oh, you need information on this, and here's, mm-hmm. you know. Other times, they're just sitting back there, and I'm thinking, so you wanted to goof off and not work, <laughs> so you decided to sit behind the boss and act like he needs you. <laughs> I have no logical explanation for why uh, I, these people are sitting behind there and then they're they're on TV the whole time. Yeah. What are you doing? I, and I, I would like to know another question that you just asked there. How are they not falling asleep? I don't. Because the few times that I watch hearings like this, I want to fall asleep. And I'm watching <laughs> because I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on. I want to know. But these are so hard to listen to. So how do these people sit behind some of these politicians and stay awake? Well, I, I think what they do is they, they turn their head down and then make it look like they're writing something. Oh, okay. When, in fact, they're actually... Just kind of close their eyes yeah. and let themselves nod and, off. And there's other ones yeah. that their eyes are so wide open. It's like, how many cups of coffee have you had today to yeah. listen to this all, yeah. all day? I also sometimes look at some of these people and think, your boss is such a corrupt, inept idiot, and you work for him. And you're on camera sitting behind him. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls came up one win short of an automatic NCAA tournament bid. They lost to UNLV in the championship game of the Mountain West Tournament in Vegas last night, 71-60. UW, UNLV shot the ball really well, a 50% clip, and opened up the game in the beginning of the second half, compiling a 12-2 run after leading by three points at the intermission. Cowgirls were led by Tess Barnes with 13, and they finished the year at 22, and well, they finished this part of their season at 22-10. and 10. In all likelihood, they will get a bid to the WNIT and play at home in Laramie, and those bids will come out on Sunday. The season mercifully came to an end for the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team yesterday. They lost to New Mexico 87-76 in the first round of that Mountain West tournament. New Mexico scorched the pokes in the second half, going 19 of 33 from the floor. From the floor, and for the game, the Lobos were 21 of 24 from the free throw line. Hunter Maldonado was sensational for Wyoming with 36 points on 11 of 19 from the floor. But when the season started, UW had very high hopes. But the 9 and 22 record, it was an absolute disaster for a variety of reasons. Juco basketball, the respective Region 9 tournaments start today. The Casper College men will host. They will play Otero tonight at 7 p.m. The T-Birds are 22-7. and 7. The LCCC men are 16-11. and 11. They'll play Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. today at the Erickson Gym. On the ladies' side, the Region 9 tournament will be at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff. Casper College rated 15th in the country at 26-3. and 3. We'll play NJC from Sterling at 2.30 this afternoon. The LCCC women from Cheyenne draw Otero in the first round. L-Trip comes in at 20-9. 
it is a 12:30 tip for those for that game, and those tournaments will run through Saturday. State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament will start later today in Casper in about 10 minutes. In 4A girls, there's a really good chance that Cody and Cheyenne East will meet again in the state championship game, with East winning the last two titles. In the first round today, Cody will play Campbell County at 6, and East will meet Star Valley at 4:30. At 9 this morning, uh, over at and these 4A games will be at Latrona. It's Green River and Sheridan, followed by Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10:30. 4A boys also at NC Thunder Basin, the defending champion. They'll play Cody at 9 p.m. Cheyenne East and Riverton have also turned in strong seasons. East will play Jackson at noon, and Riverton will draw Larrabee at 7:30. And at 1:30 this afternoon, it's Star Valley and Campbell County. 3A girls, those games at the Ford Center. Douglas won the last two state championships. They're 25 and one. They'll play in Powell here in about 10 minutes. Lyman, another state contender, at 20 and three, will play Torrington at 10:30. Then it's Pinedale against Newcastle at 4:30. Buffalo taking on Mountain View at six and three. A boys watch for Douglas and Worland. They've looked sharp this year. The first boys game at the Ford Center today at noon as Lyman will meet Wheatland. Then at 1:30 Douglas and Lovell at 7:30 Buffalo and Powell and Wheatland will be Torrington at 9 p.m. The semifinals will be tomorrow. The finals will be on Saturday at the Ford Center. Scores on WildPreps.com. Oh yeah, and pitchers too. I bet. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I was, I'll have a bunch yeah. of the uh, the three A tournament uh, later on tonight. Probably by the time they actually gets up on the unit, it will be past 10 o'clock, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Way past my bedtime, anyway. Yeah, well, it's past, past my bedtime. Yeah, no, no, okay. So, you compile all of this stuff over a period of time, and you, are you posting while you're there, or do you just compile No, I, I actually, I actually come, I'll come back here, you know. Um, okay. I, I take some pictures of every game, yeah. you know, and I, I try to look for the best facial emotions you can right. find. yes. It yeah, doesn't oh, happen that, that way, but... I think but it's kind of hard to take a bad sports picture. There's so much going on, it's so intense. Just point your camera and let it roll. Glenn, stand yes. next to me and I'll show you some of my pictures and you'll be like, what are oh, you yeah. looking at? How the heck do you... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecast. More open phones. Wake up one of them. Sixth of the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll roll with it. And then there's other people, I mean, all over the place. Now, I really love this feature, modern technology and all that. Quite a few people have downloaded, actually a lot of people, the Wake Up Wyoming app. So you take your mobile device, App Store. This is free. Wake Up Wyoming. Download it. And... If you choose, when you do the setup, which is also really easy, you can choose to get alerts, news, sports, weather, traffic, I mean, as far as road conditions in Wyoming. Well, you don't want a Wyoming traffic jam alert. That's basically like uh, somebody's herding their cattle or something. But we would give a road update, like, uh, and to let you know right now, if you are traveling in most places in Wyoming, the roads are just really slick. Just a lot of black ice, really slick. So be careful of that if you would. But all right. Then when I'm on the air... You can use the chat option and send me text messages. 
And people from all over are doing that. That's where I was going with that. Also, this program becomes a podcast afterwards, so you can listen to it later at your convenience. Absolutely free. All right, headline. Companies must make diversity pledge to qualify for $6 billion in Biden initiative. Remember now, one of my favorite saying, in fact, I would have to say this is my favorite saying of all times. And I've got a lot of great things I've heard in my life that I repeat, but this has got to be my top number one. Rule one in doing the deal with the devil, don't. Now, some people say in rule two, actually, I don't even have a rule two. Rule one when doing the deal with the devil, don't. That's all you need to know. So there are many people, and even not just individuals, but local governments, city, county, state governments, that get into taking all sorts of money from the feds for all sorts of different projects, and then they get caught by their rules. I'll get back to that and just met Fred's in Colorado. Hi, Fred. Good morning, Glenn. How are you this morning? Good, Monday? sir. What you got? Well, I got two things for you, if you don't mind. I'd like to use a little common sense on both of them. All right. One is uh, your buddy Dave from San Francisco. If I was talking to him, I would ask him, Dave, do you know anything about the Ice Ages? Mm -hmm. Now, these all happened tens of thousands of years ago, yeah. and they were created long before man even probably showed up on this earth. Right. Now, what was that climate change, or was that man causing ice ages right. and then also causing the retreat of ice ages? Well, in fact, what I didn't bring up last time, I was just running out of time, but I wanted to bring up is when this part of Colorado, Wyoming, was part of an inland sea that ran from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up to the North Pole, and that was because the Earth did not have any polar ice caps. Yet, about 100,000 years ago, there was an ice age, which is what caused that to retreat. And do you know... Fred, about Snowball Earth? Uh, inform me. I, I may have, but I've forgotten. Once, maybe twice, there's been times when this entire planet was completely frozen over. And it lasted a very long time. So what about that, Dave, in Colorado? What about Snowball Earth? What about the times when Earth hasn't had polarized caps? I'd like it. And he was trying to bring up there was a time uh, in Israel, around that area, there were Golan Heights and so on. They chopped down all the trees. Okay, that was bad. They shouldn't have done that. What about the beetles that have caused mass destruction here out west by killing off so many trees? What about that's That's not us. Well, I have a minor in geology, so I'm yeah. very familiar with what you're talking about, and yeah. I agree. The second thing I called about, and I don't know if this is a feasible thing, but I know you've talked often about wind turbines and mm. putting them in coal mines and places because they're not right. biodegradable. Mm -hmm. Well, here's something that at least it's worth maybe looking into. I would suggest take so those turbines, put them through a similar machine like a wood chipper, yeah. and chip them up into their finest particles, then mix them with asphalt. Mm -hmm. Use them for road base. That the actually, benefit is that the, is being the environmentalists done. who like yeah. to drive their electric vehicles could drive down the road feeling like really yeah. smug because we recycle. But us gas turbine guys, we right. can feel or gas guys can feel the same. They actually are experimenting with that. So one thing I found out years ago, I was driving. I think it was in New Jersey, some state, where the road 
kept changing colors and, and even it, texture, it looked like. And then I found out later in reading an article that this is one stretch of road in America, among many other places, where they test new ideas for roads, how to make it. One idea, and I thought this was funny, they wanted to try to use old tires and grind them up and make that as part of what a road would be made out, right? It sounds like a good idea because we have so many old tires out there, right? Right. But then the road started to light on fire. <laughs> and the reason why was it's not just because of what a tire itself is made of. But remember way back when they started bragging, hey, you could buy steel-belted radials, right? Oh, yes, I remember. Now, every tire has that metal in them. It really is helpful. And that metal inside the rubber gets heated up by the sun and people driving over it, and it sets it on fire. So that's an idea that failed. So I would say if they're experimenting now, they are grinding up wind turbine blades and putting them into road material to see if that works. And then we just got to let it run for a while to see does anything bad happen. Well, we have a high school track here that the surface of the track is made out of ground-up tires. Yeah. One last thing, and then I'll I'll move on. Did you get my letter about common sense? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure you got it. Yeah, I got it. I do get your mail. Okay, thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it. He's one of those. Every so often, somebody sends me real mail. It's freaky. Now, when I first started, I started this business in 1983. No, I'm not that old of a guy, but I'm getting older. And it used to be, besides, you know, people are now like Jude and Casper, who got a tour. And you're welcome, Jude. Uh, she, uh, I got pictures of Jude in this. Jude, your favorite Jude that calls this program now and then. People love her. And she was in the studio yesterday, and we took pictures, her and I, in the studio here. Uh, and my my first impression after taking pictures with Judy in the studio is I need to lose a couple of pounds. But, okay, <clears throat> not horrible, but I, I'm, I'm a little heavier than I normally am. Anyway, uh, now, back way back when in radio, I used to get letters from people. Whenever I got to work, the receptionist said, and here's your mail. Now, occasionally, I get a letter. I do read them, and sometimes I respond to them on air, okay? But, yeah, when people send me an actual uh, letter like that, I do read them. Also, I make sure when people are sending me notes on the app, when I'm on air, people are texting me the whole time. And I try to answer everyone on the air, and I type back. To me, this is a whole conversation. It's you and me and Jude and Casper and Scotty and Fort Danger and let's see, Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis, Cat is in Mills, Blue Eyes in Douglas, Horse Lover in Laramie, Kyle in Manville, my sister's in Lake Whale. You get the idea. Junkman is in Alliance. There's another David in Texas. Hey, you is in Marbleton. Uh, there's Mark in Centennial. I'm, I know I'm missing a lot of people. Cheesehead in Judah, Wisconsin. There's all sorts of people out there. To, to me, this is a big conversation where I'll go ahead and start the topic, and then we get to talk about all of this stuff. And the only time, as you've heard in the past, that I cut somebody off is when someone's being a jerk. Other than that, we'll talk about anything. And what I really try hard to not be is one of those hosts who's just constantly moaning and bitching and complaining all day long. Because I think those kinds of radio shows just get old after a while. All right. 9.15, Wake Up Wyoming. 
matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off I go to Cody and Carpenter. Cody, did you hang through the break? Oh, yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Worth, Thank worth you. What you for sure. Yeah, what you got? Hey, you know, the biggest thing that, that bugs me about all this climate change talk, and, and this isn't my idea. This actually comes from, from a professor at University of Wyoming when I was there 20 years ago, is that why is global warming bad? And it's it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, well, we, you know, we, as as we you know, if, if it increases, I mean, we, we've got yeah. more tillable land, more land that we can grow sure. crops, more room for people to live, more moisture in the atmosphere, more rainfall. I mean, I mean, you, you know, think back yeah. when the dinosaurs lived in vast areas were basically jungle. With the, right. Okay. The well, let's take a look at that because you've hit on something that I've talked about before. So let, let's explore that a bit. There was a time, in fact, more than one time, when the Earth was really abundant with life, much more than anything you and I could ever imagine. And the planet was warmer. It did not have polar ice caps. There was more CO2, which did not cause the warming, but there was more. That's airborne plant food. That's part of the reason why there was so much life. So if you want a green planet, you want a planet that has more CO2 and is warmer than it is right now. Absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, I I like you. I don't believe it's necessarily man-made. But they always talk like we're going to, you know, we're just going to overheat and burn up and we're all going to die like it's some kind of hell on earth or something. And that's, it would have to get a massive increase in temperature for it to be negative. How much more food, we already have an abundance of food now, but how much more, not just wildlife, but more food we could create if not just a good part of Russia and China, but Canada thawed out and we were able to get up there and farm. Oh yeah, I mean, just, just think of the, the the millions and millions of acres in Canada and Siberia. Yeah. If, if they were inhabitable and able to grow food, I you know I, I just don't understand why I'm, you're talking about it now, which is good. But yeah. rarely do you see anybody bring that up. Right. You know, well, if you want to talk about a problem, a problem is a global cooling. Holy right. mackerel! Now yeah. we've got less ability to grow food, less arable yeah. land, less moisture, less more drought. You know, less rainfall. Yeah. So if you want to actually do damage to the planet and cause less life and have catastrophic climate change, then you would cool down the planet and have less CO2. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what makes you wonder if we don't come to our senses. I predicted in some period of time, 20 Mm -hmm. to 50 years, then we no longer hear about global warming. Then we start freaking out about global cooling and then they'll be trying to trying to release CO2. Well, that brings us back to the 70s because remember the headlines of the 70s. We were going to go into an ice age. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 My, my folks talk about that growing up in the 60s and 70s that yeah. there was real concern about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we going to do? All right. Did, uh, have you heard of the group Minnesotans for Global Warming? Yes. In fact, while you were talking about that, let me go ahead and pull up that because I have that song that you're thinking about. <laughs> if funny. we had more global warming. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, anyway, thanks for. Thank All you right. For thank you. I appreciate, appreciate you hanging on through that entire break here. Let me see if I have. Uh, climate opening. Ah, here we go. Uh, so, yeah, this song explains exactly what Cody and I were talking about. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, it wouldn't be 20 below. It wouldn't be 20 below. If we had some global warming, 
If we had some global warming, I wouldn't be shoveling snow. I wouldn't be shoveling that blasted snow. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't have to drive this giant truck. Maybe I could drive a little commuter car. If we had some global warming, set of a mango free. So if you want to hear that entire song, just go to YouTube, and it's Minnesota's For Global Warming. If we had some global warming is the name of the song, and there's a whole video that goes with that, you know. And when they say set the flamingo free, there's a flamingo that's stuck in the snow and ice in front of their home, which of course is a ratty old trailer. But anyway, they're sitting in some trailer freezing. We need some global warming. All right. Um, on that note, we've talked about eating bugs, right? I don't see the people who are telling us to eat bugs eating bugs, but okay. Somebody sent me this. Uh, Earthworm jerky. Yeah. Newport jerky. Edible insects. So I've heard of all sorts of beef jerky, buffalo jerky. Got it. That's earthworm jerky. Pass. Let's see. Armor tail scorpions. Bug kebab. Let's see, chocolate-covered grasshoppers, or just grasshoppers if you're not into the chocolate. Insect trail mix, uh, rhino beetles, zebra tarantulas. These are all things that you can eat. Now, if you open up the bag of zebra tarantulas, a bunch of tarantulas don't climb out. The edible part of the tarantula is in there, like, like it's some kind of a snack. Water scorpions and Jamaican crickets. Now, I wonder, to me, it sounds like the Jamaican crickets would be a little bit on the spicy side. What do you think? Then there's a bag of just mixed bugs. And that includes, let me see, edible mixed bugs, trail mix, seasoned crunchy insects, crickets, grasshoppers, silkworms, uh, sago worms, a lot of worms in here, protein pack, snack, and then it says, <laughs> and I really doubt this part, fun gift idea. <laughs> For whom exactly is this a fun gift idea? Insects require less feed from the same amount, so you get the same amount of protein. Uh, <laughs> edible bugs, trail mix, one bag, crunchy insect, crickets, grasshoppers, silkworms, protein packs, snack, again, fun gift idea. Say one pack is about ten bucks, and it doesn't look like there's a whole lot in the pack that would be worth ten bucks, as far as I'm concerned. But if you would like to go ahead, and it's it says fun gift idea, so okay, I dare you. No, 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 no. I triple dog dare you. Buy one of these packs, especially the fun mix pack, right? And go ahead and give that to a friend of yours as a gift. Now, act all hurt and insulted if they don't pop it open and eat it. Right? Why well, be like, let's say you went into the kitchen and made a batch of cookies and you're offering it to somebody and they don't want it. And you act all hurt. That, that kind of hurt. Yeah, act hurt like that. And then if they're really someone who worries because I would just tell you hell no and I would laugh that you would give me something like that and I'd go around showing everybody look what he gave me look at it. 
You can go ahead and act hurt. I'm not going to go for it. But for some people, well, let me see. Mary, Casper Cow, vegetarians. Hang on. Once again, Mary, I'm heading into a commercial break. So if the caller can hang on, because I've got local news, update on your weather forecast. Oh, you let her know the break was coming. Good. And then as soon as we get done with that weather forecast, it's you and me. So wake up, Wyoming. the time it's wake up wyoming off we go to mary who's in casper mary did you make it through all that yep i did i'm glad you did what you got well i decided for the vegetarians i have a sort of a solution to take care of their eating habits okay i think if you if they would take like a baby calf and let it just wander in the pasture Uh when it gets to be a big cow right then they can um because it eats grass and wheat sure. and whatever else you feed it, they can say, like so many people do now, I'm going to identify that as a food processor. Exactly. See, you can identify it as any time. So you can identify yourself as a vegan because you are what you eat, and what you eat is what they eat, right? Right. So the food processor processor can either stand there by itself uh-huh. or you can take it apart and put it somewhere. Sure. So um, yeah. I thought maybe the vegans would uh, see. like to get some protein you're and thinking, not yeah. have to break their Yeah, you're just eating pledge. You're eating Okay, let's look at it this way, Mary. You're eating naturally processed vegetables and bugs. Right. That's right. how we market beef from now on. Well, I think it certainly is better than whatever's coming next. Yes, right. Like yeah. tarantulas, et cetera. Oh, God. No, no. I think you and I should start a company. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate Good. you hanging through the entire break. Now, I'm writing that one down. I'm using that again. Thank you, Mary. I like that. Instead of calling it beef, because you know, cow flatulence and all that. No, no. I am eating naturally processed grass and bugs. Huh? Stop me now. Uh, let me see, Redbeard in Guernsey. My daughter my daughter decided to go vegan. She decided to have some multiple grain multi-grain cereal while we were having a beef roast. She was giving us uh, grief about eating meat. Then she got down to the last of her cereal and she asked, What's that swimming? <laughs> in her last bit of cereal. Yup. Mealworms. Now, I like this. Well, Whisperer of Platte Rapids, Wyoming. Ate a pack of those silkworms before I went to bed and woke up wearing a pair of silk pajamas. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. Speaking of, since Mary brought it up, identifying as. I want you, a little off topic, but it, it, it has to do with identifying as whatever, right? Pierce Morgan is debating a woman 
And the argument is about, well, if you identify as something, you have to have respect for that person who wants to self-identify as whatever. But it's not an easy thing to do to go out into Actually, the world. It's, no, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> you might think it's easy to say, but to decide to do that, to say what this is doing who, it involved. Whatever that person decides, but to Doesn't go out into the world and say, I, I don't identify as perhaps the sex. So why can't as. I identify? Not- OK, why can't I identify as a black lesbian? <laughs> Well, firstly, I mean, it was... Well, I'm serious. Her. I'm serious. If I can identify as anything mm-hmm. without any need to prove I'm actually what that is, I, I why think... can't I, on International Women's Day, say, I'm Piers Morgan, I'm a black lesbian? I think taking it to a kind of absurd no, status... No, I think, where I think we're that's talking what... talking about quite a, a With strong respect, I think change. that you've already opened the absurdity door by saying it is limitless. You can do what you like. Anyone can say... I'm a woman. So I simply ask you, why can't I? I mean, this point kind of ridicules trans people to an extent. Actually, I think, I think what I you think said ridicules trans people. For people who just wallop their hand up and go, suddenly, I'm a woman and I want all the rights that a woman has and I want to compete, say, in sport. I'm a six-foot-four-inch athlete, sprinter, swimmer, whatever, who's competed very mediocrely in male sport. I now want to come in and crush women in swimming pools and in sprinting events and break all their records, perhaps irrevocably, just by saying, I'm a woman. I think that is the absurdity you were talking about. My response was to say, well, if it's limitless, why can't I then say whatever I want to say? And you say immediately, as I knew you would, well, that's ridiculous. But my point is, you were being ridiculous. Oh, I'm so glad he said that. And Pierce Morgan has been his entire life a very liberal person. But he's finally just had enough. That doesn't mean he's put on a MAGA hat and loves Trump. But he's just had enough with the ultra, ultra left here. But that's a great... I Okay, I am literally... I'm writing that down. And I'm going to do something with it. Because this is a great idea. So uh, from now on, uh, your steak, your hamburger... Okay, your pork loin, whatever you're eating. I like that, okay. That is uh, just a natural, organic way to process vegan foods. Grass, vegetables, insects, things like that. All you're doing is through natural processing, not through something in a factory like those Impossible Burgers, factory-made. No, no. This is natural processing of organic foods, vegan dishes, and that's what makes a steak. And there you go. And by eating that steak, you have killed a cow, and that cow was farting methane and causing climate change. And you are saving the planet. Let's wake up, Wyoming. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030. Forty-seven to time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino, who's on location over at the Ford Center in Casper, Wyoming. Events, festivities going on. You know what? It was so loud that these breakfast games—it's too much sensory overload this early in the morning. I mean, between the yelling and the screaming and the horn and the band, yeah. you'd never be able to hear me. Yeah. So I retreated to the Emporium of Snackage. Okay. Here at, uh, uh, that's Ford a good place. On that note, I talked about this with the audience earlier. But I figured I had to bring it up because people are going to want to know what you think. <clears throat> so new kinds of uh, snacks, and these are real things you can buy, okay? Earthworm jerky. 
No. Okay. Um, no. no. Uh, armor tail scorpions. Do they taste like shrimp? I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me if they see. They taste like shrimp, yes, if they don't know. Okay. Uh, chocolate covered grasshoppers. That's been around for quite a while. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. They, they taste like chocolate, yeah. Jamaican cricket sounds like it would be spicy. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I'll try one and I'll let okay. you know about if we go yeah. farther than that. Rhino beetles? I don't like the sound of that. No, no. Okay. Now, this, if you open up the bag, this stuff does not come out of the bag. Okay. Just so you know. Zebra tarantulas. <laughs> Thank goodness they stay in the bag until I pull them out with my hands. Yes. That's expensive because be- that's like a $40 bag there. That's expensive. All right. Now, what that's I like. for the Super Bowl. Yes. What I like is. Let's see. Uh, the bug mix bag. Something to see. Edible bug mix. Seasoned and crunchy insects. Crickets, grasshoppers, silk worms, uh, sago worms. Protein pack snack. And it says, fun gift idea. Yeah, because you're not going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't know bugs were a source of protein for the human being. Oh, 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 big time. Big time. In fact, I do know that our military, when they teach special forces and so on, if you get stuck out there, you know, in the woods, enemy territory, and you got to eat something, bugs are a dynamite source of protein. Wow. Yeah. So just kind of, you know, suck it up, buttercup, because you're out there stuck in the woods alone somewhere, and you're starving, and you see a cricket or some kind of a slug or worm or whatever. Yeah, it's actually packed with protein. I had no idea, and I'm still not eating bugs. No. I, in fact, I know how nutritious they are, and I'm still never going to do it. Just so you know. I'm, I still just, not, just, I'm not eating bugs. I don't I'm care not, how you no. season them, Frank. <laughs> Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls came up one win short of an automatic NCAA tournament bid. They lost to UNLV in the championship game in the Mountain West Conference tournament last night in Las Vegas. 71 to 60. UNLV shot the ball really well from the floor at a 50% clip and had a 12 to 2 run after leading by three at the break. Cowboys had 13 points from Tess Barnes, but they are 22 and 10. In all likelihood, they will earn a bid to the WNIT and play in Laramie as well in the first round game. And those bids will come out on Sunday. The season. Thankfully, came to an end for the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team. They lost to New Mexico 87-76 in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. New Mexico scorched the folks from the floor in the second half and went 21-24 from the free-throw line. Hunter Maldonado was sensational for Wyoming with 36 points on 11-19 of from the field. But when the season started, UW had very high hopes, but a 9-22 and record to finish was an absolute disaster for a variety of reasons. Junior college basketball, the respective Region 9 tournament start today. The Gasper College men will host and also play Otero tonight at 7 p.m. The T-Birds are 22-7. and 7. The LCCC men, they're 16-11. And, and they'll play West Nebraska at 5 p.m. today at the Erickson Gym. On the ladies' side, the Region 9 tournament at Western Nebraska and Scotts Bluff. Casper College rated 15th in the country. They're 26-3. We'll play NGC from Sterling, Colorado at 2.30 this afternoon. The LCCC women will play at 12.30, and they draw Otero in the first round. And the Eagles from LCCC are 20 and 9. Those tournaments run through Saturday. State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournament starts today in Casper. And 4A girls, there's a really good chance that Cody and Cheyenne East will meet again in the state championship. And they have won that they've done this three years in a row with East winning the last two titles. In the first round today, Cody will play Campbell County at 6, and East will meet Star Valley at 4.30 at 9 this morning, going on right now over at Natrona. It's Green River and Sheridan. 
followed by Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30, also at NC. The 4A boys games also at Natrona. Thunder Basin is the defending champion. They'll play Cody at 9 p.m. Cheyenne East and Riverton have strong seasons in 4A boys. East will play Jackson at noon. Riverton will draw Laramie at 7.30. Star Valley and Campbell County at 1.30 this afternoon. The 3A girls games today are at the Ford Center. Douglas, who has won the last two championships to 25-1, and here playing Powell right now, and Douglas with a sizable lead at halftime. Lyman, another state title contender at 20 and 3, will play Torrington at 10 30. And Pinedale at Newcastle at 4 30. Buffalo will take on Mountain View at 6. 3A boys, Douglas and Warland with good season so far. The first boys game at the Ford Center today will be at noon. Lyman against Wheatland. Then at 1 30, it'll be Douglas and Buffalo, uh, Douglas and Lovell. Buffalo will take on Powell at 7 30, and Warland will meet Torrington at 9. The semifinals of the 3A 4A tournament will be tomorrow, and the finals will be on Saturday at the Center. Keep up with all of this and wild preps because Frank's going to yes, be on we, it. Yes, we, 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 we'll be all over it. Yeah, and that includes great pitch. Oh, and I have almost have enough for galleries. So remember what I'm looking for, Frank, because I know you're looking for them too. Those unusual shots that make you go, whoa, I have a small I gallery those, going. Yeah, I I'd, call those money shots. Yes, that I've stolen from your wild preps over a period of time. <laughs> and I want to go ahead and... Ju- you, I do? I thought we already but got paid. The money for shot. No, the money shot. So oh. I owe you money all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. Okay, you're over by the snacks, Frank. Go stuff your face. Okay. <laughs> <I will. laughs> have a great day. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about. We're going to get into news time, national local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. <laughs>